Is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO, an hour down, an hour to go, and in Washington, D.C. It appears we are no closer to picking a Speaker of the House. Joining us now from Washington, D.C., Congressman Mark Alford. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Elijah. Glad to be with you and your listeners tonight. Congressman, as we do every day, we start with the question of the day. Question of the day today is an easy one, but question of the day is what's the longest you've ever allowed your hair to grow? And I told him you have great <laughs> hair, so you're going to have a good answer. Well, thank you. I just turned 60. My hair is thinning. My wife does like my hair long. I like it short. It's easy to manage. In the 1970s, though, my pipa was a barber. And we would go down, uh, my dad would take me and my three brothers down, uh, and he, he was, uh, he was in Texas Aggie. He liked our hair cut short. In the seventies, everyone was growing their hair long. And so I wanted it down on my collar and, uh, it, it created a, a bit of a fuss and a lot of tears, but, uh, that's about the longest I've ever gotten it down to the collar. Pictures or I don't believe it. Yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Ah, now we're talking. All right, Congressman. All right. A lot of ink's been spilled about what's happening in Washington, D.C. I know you had a caucus earlier today. It sounds like y'all might meet again tonight. Give us a little bit of insider info on what it looks like for the Republican Party right now. Well, sure. Well, that that, uh, conference meeting that I was hoping would happen tonight has been scrapped. Um, uh, We just got the notification. We are doing... uh, Let's see, it's 5.05 there, your time at 6.05 here. At 6.45, we are uh, having a, um, uh, an assembly on the East Steps to show our support for Israel as a conference, which I think is very important. Uh, and then we're going to go watch the Chiefs game at 8 o'clock. More importantly, I would like to be concentrating on who we're going to elect as our next speaker. You know, yesterday, we chose Steve Scalise. I originally voted for Jim Jordan, was behind him. But Steve Scalise is our speaker designate, uh, and at this point, he does not appear that he can achieve 217 votes to move this to the floor. And uh, I, they're meeting with people right now, trying to get them to come over to his side, try to figure out what their opposition is so that they can achieve the 217 One thing is very clear. We do not need to go to the House floor and have another 12 votes like we did for Kevin McCarthy. We need a decisive victory for a a speaker that we can show unity and that we can show clarity and a a place of strength for our nation. This may be a tough question, but uh, put on your analyst hat for a minute. If I were to say you could bet on uh Scalise, you could bet on Jordan, or you could bet on the field. Who would your bet be will be the next Speaker of the House? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am behind Steve Scalise uh, because he is our nominee, and that is the way our rules um, are laid out in our conference. Right now, he does not have the 217 votes. And there is a lot of people talking about 
what is a replacement consensus candidate who could fill this role? It may be someone that you've never heard of before that's in our conference. It will not be Mark Alford, I will assure you of that. <laughs> well, that was my next question. First of all, Congressman, no. I appreciate you answering the tough questions because these are these are tough yeah. questions. And, and, you know, listen, we're all out here sort of waiting to see which direction we go. And I think there's a lot of trepidation within the base of the party that we seem a little bit leaderless right now. Um, and especially at such a such a time as this with what's going on in the Middle East, talk to us a little bit about what's the tenor of the caucus when it comes to uh, the, the nation of Israel. Well, look, this is we all take this very seriously. The freshman uh, class, uh, everyone, it, we know that we're a, a point in our our world history that the world is looking to us to build to bring up a leader. Uh, for the Speaker of the House position, we have a president who is weak, who is spineless, who is a feckless uh, uh, excuse for a president, I think, who has shown weakness on the world stage, who abandoned our uh, allies in Afghanistan and left 13 service members there to die on the wall and then checks his watch when their bodies come home. We have a, a failing, flailing president who is showing weakness towards China right now and a potential uh, invasion of Taiwan uh, could happen by China. We're, sh- we're seeing a, a president who is weak when it comes to uh, Vladimir Putin. This never would have happened. This invasion of Ukraine would never have happened had President Trump still been in office. And so we have an executive branch which is weak. We cannot afford to show any further weakness in the House of Representatives. We are the majority. It is a slim majority. We control one half of one third of the government right now, but we have to show that we are united, that we can make decisions. And I want to tell the people of the 4th Congressional District, I am here fighting for you. Uh, Eric Burleson is here fighting for you from Springfield in his district. Blaine Lutemeyer, Ann Wagner, uh, Sam Graves, we are all fighting for you. But we've got to have a speaker that we can unite around that we can get these appropriation bills taken care of, that we can secure our border, that we can fund the military, that we can get the woke DEI, CRT out of our military, rebuild the prestige of our military, fund Israel now in their time of need as they're fighting these monsters, these Hamas terrorists who are decapitating babies and recording murders on phones and sending it to the loved ones of the murder victims. We've got to to stand strong now as a nation so that we can be a beacon of democracy and hope. Congressman, one of the questions I had is, what is is it that we can do? What is it Congress can do if we come back into session? Is this, is it, is it money? Is it a, is it a referendum? What, what, what is it that Congress would do to, to, to assist? For Israel? Yeah. Well, look, we have more than 400 uh, people right now, bipartisan, who have signed on to a resolution that we've signed on to in support of Israel. We have to make it very clear to those in the Islamic jihadist uh, part of our world, and there are some who are sympathizing with the people of uh, Palestinian uh, descent there who are living in the West Bank and uh, the Gaza Strip who are still on their side. Israel has bent over backwards to try to um, bring about peace, to try to bring about some reconciliation. But the, the point is, is that the Islamic jihadists 
do they want death to Israel. They want death to the great Satan of America. Tomorrow, they have called for a, a worldwide day of jihadism against us, Americans. And so you cannot take that threat lightly. We cannot take that threat lightly as Americans. We need to wake up and realize that uh, we are in this with Israel. We stand shoulder to shoulder. We have their back, and we will do what it takes to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. I mean, it's clear you were in media forever. You're super inspirational. Everything you're saying, um, I mean, certainly we feel that way, and we appreciate what you guys are doing there. It does sort of feel, you know, in Missouri, you're like, well... It's such a huge problem. And everywhere I go, I was at a dinner party and, and like everybody, all they wanted to talk about was Israel. And there was actually a group from Springfield who was supposed to be going there in three weeks. Um, and their first trip was during COVID. It got canceled. And now, of course, their second trip is canceled. So, you know, it is encouraging to hear you talk about it. But I have to ask. So, you know, you were in TV for like 25 years, maybe longer. 35. Yeah. 35 and then. Years. So you get elected and then you have the McCarthy thing like the first week. And, you know, it's it's been a really crazy year as far as actually unprecedented and historical things that have gone on. I mean, and even the, the Israel stuff, um, I just kind of wonder, like, how do you feel about your first 10 months there? Is it what you thought it was going to be? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it was nothing like I thought it would be, but. You know, two and a half years ago, I never thought I'd be doing this. I had a very secure job anchoring the number one morning show in Kansas City. I had a, a very successful real estate business that I had to give up. I gave up everything I have to run for this office. And if you ask the freshmen who are alongside with me in this battle for America, they gave up everything they have as well because we have the common belief that our nation is so close to going over the edge. It is an existential crisis for America. And if we are not willing to take a stand now, no matter where you are in life, and we felt like, I felt like this, my wife felt like this, that this is the time. The time is now for Americans to stand up and say enough is enough. We have gone from a Norman Rockwell America to a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Our culture has substantially shifted to the worst. We have to save America from the inside out we have to be a beacon of democracy, and and our republic is, I think, blessed. I know it's blessed by God, His providence and protection. Uh, and and if we don't stand for it now, if we don't fight, then we may not have the next generation that's going to be able to fight for it. It is that serious, and I am I am willing to put everything on the line to fight for the country that I love. Congressman, really appreciate you joining us today. If people want to follow along with the work that you're doing, um, either on social media or by being part of, uh, you, you know, your email list, how do they how do they get in contact with your office or follow you for the work that you're doing? Our easiest way is our congressional website, offer.house.gov. We have a plethora of um, information. We hit, we do a, a a regular newsletter. I think you would find very informative. Uh, we are on several markets with Mark Alford's America, a uh, radio podcast that we uh, interview uh, people here on Capitol Hill and people back in the district that are making a difference in moving our nation forward. Uh, we're active on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and, and X, uh, used to be called Twitter. Uh, my, my purpose in doing this is not, look, I've had celebrity. 
I don't care about me. It's not about building my name, my image, the number of likes I have. I don't care about that. I care about America and I care about spreading the message and also listening to people of the fourth congressional district of what they want to see done here in Washington, DC. Our district offices in Lebanon, in Columbia and Raymore have helped more than 800 people so far with an 89% success rate. And we have returned more than $300,000 in money Do them from the federal government. We're here to help. We're working for you. And I just thank you for sending me here to Washington to be your voice and your vote. Congressman Mark Alter, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Elijah, God bless you. I appreciate you all. And uh, we're going to get through this. Keep praying for us. We need your prayers. We'll do that. Again, that was Congressman Mark Alford joining us from Washington, D.C. Really fascinating to hear him say, guess what? We've scratched the caucus tonight, and we don't know yet who's going to be in leadership. Uh, I, I love it. We did not pull punches. We asked him the tough questions, and he gave us the tough answers. Hopefully he calls back. Hopefully he'll do another <laughs> interview. Um, yeah, no, I'm really... Honestly, this is kind of what we would ex- we expect this from our elected leadership, but it isn't what we often get. We usually get sidesteps, um, misanswers. Oh, I want to talk about this instead. I mean, training one on what media training one on one for elected officials is answer the question you wanted them to ask, not the question that they asked. Um, and and he didn't do that. He answered the question you asked. So yeah. it's a great interview. I and and again. Uh, Give him a lot of credit for, for, cause that's a tough question. I don't think a lot of people would have taken, taken the bait on that one. So we're going to be right back. We're going to be joined on the other side of the news by state representative Adam Schwadron. He's announcing today his statewide candidacy. In fact, he's announcing this afternoon. So join us on the other side of the news as we talk to Adam Schwadron, who will announce his campaign for statewide office. Man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from then rubble, what remains can only be what's true. If all was lost, it's more I've gained. Cause it led me back. made-up accusations, news, analysis, opinion. I believe you want the American people to believe we have operational control of the board.